0: Steve, 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 open your eyes. Come back to us, Steve. Steve. Wait, wait.
1: Steve. What's going on? What's going on? What? It's you. Hey. 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 That's not the... What happened to that good-looking nurse I was looking at when I shut my eyes before? <laughs>
0: oh, mate. It was a little while ago, and she's long gone. <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely not you. I know, right? I, I, I snuck in wearing a, a doctor's costume, and they let me right by. Who knew? Oh, crikey. Yes.
1: Well, welcome everybody back to the Australia desk. Since I'm awake now, you know, Grant, it's nice to be here for episode 770. In fact, probably to paraphrase George Burns, it's uh, well, it's nice to be anywhere. To be honest with you, <laughs> it's nice to have woken up this morning. Yes, it certainly is. And uh, boy, what a what a journey I've been on, mate! It's um, it's uh, it's been a pretty trying well month and a half now.
0: It sure as heck has. You've been on quite the epic adventure that you never wanted to have.
1: No, so uh, we'll talk about that a little bit uh, briefly now. So, uh, well, first off, I wanted to just um, take this opportunity to thank everybody for all of their good wishes. It's come from everywhere around the podcast universe, and particularly from here in the uh, in the aviation niche that we've worked in for all of these years. Um, it, it's really helped me to get through this. It's been a really trying time. And for those of you who don't know, uh, back on the seventh of September, well, um, much to my surprise, I suffered a heart attack and uh, ended up in hospital. And to cut a very long story very short, uh, well, they opened me up and uh, I ended up having a triple coronary bypass. So it's uh, and now I'm in the recovery phase of that. And aside from a little blip that left me in the hospital about a week ago, again, <laughs> it's um, yeah here I am. So it's uh, it's been a real a real journey, and it's been uh, quite
0: a shock. Yeah, well, you know, when you came back from Thailand with that uh, jippy belly and found that rather less than ideal way to lose weight, we all thought that that was it. You'd found the, <laughs> the ultimate way to lose weight, shall we say. Yeah. But No. You took it one step further, and this is a heck of a way to beat me in the weight loss champs. Well, I always like
1: to be an overachiever and be, you know, dramatic about these things. But, uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, look, it was
1: um, a really uh, odd experience. Um, all of the things that you would expect from a heart attack, you know, that you're told that it's very painful and shooting pains down your left arm and all that sort of stuff. Well, that wasn't the case at all for me. Um, I was, uh, was really just started feeling quite winded. I'd been out walking my dog, in fact and it was a beautiful day, quite windy, and I just thought it was allergies, to be honest. Uh, Just a very congested chest, uh, but then a really splitting headache, and uh, you know, I ended up at my doctor a couple of hours later, and uh, they took one look at me, and next thing you know, I'm looking at a couple of paramedics, and we're on our way to hospital, and uh, Mm. only to be told that uh, we're very sorry, but uh, we think you've had a heart attack, so... Um, Grant, I, I've, I've written about that. I've, decided, I've never written a blog before, but I, I thought uh, just as a good way of processing a lot of stress, I like to write, usually just for myself. But um, if people want to go and have a look at that, and I talk about what happened on the day, right through the diagnosis, through the operation, and out the other side of it. And uh, yeah, a really tough experience. I'm sure a lot of people listening perhaps have been through it themselves. Uh, very emotional experience, I must say. But uh, yeah, it's, it's just something, and I would really just encourage people to uh, really just check your health. People uh, such as ourselves in our 50s now, um, I've, I get yearly medicals for my uh, work physical that I have to have every year, and it was never picked up. Um, so I'm not angry or bitter about that. I'm more curious as to why it wasn't picked up. I don't know the answer to that question yet. But uh, yeah, here I am. So if people want to read about that, um, you can go to proceedaspect.com or .com.au, your choice, and that'll go to my blog, and we'll put a link to that in the show notes. Uh, but once again, um, to everybody who sent me notes and messages, uh, phone calls, and everything else, I, I really do appreciate it. It's It's been really tough. It's been tough on my family, and uh, we're just going to work towards uh, living smarter now and uh, just uh, getting on with life and taking this uh, second chance, this uh, second opportunity, and uh, and getting on with it.
0: Yeah, well, you've been given this uh, this warning, a wake-up, and it's been a wake-up for many of us, by the way, uh, yeah. just for you. Uh, there's a few of us now going, hmm, blood pressure's a little high, weight's definitely high. Uh, Post-COVID, I need to get back in shape. It's definitely working it for me. But uh, also inspired me to go out and get current in a hot air balloon again because, um, you know, oh, well, you're, make time. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I'm sorry, world, but Steve's fault.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay, Grant. Well, that's a good uh, segue to lead us into aviation. Uh, I'll, I'll drop a link again, as we said, to, to that blog if anybody wants to have a read of it. Um, but anyway, Grant, let's talk aviation. And Now, there's a lot of really nasty things going on in the world right now, and uh, particularly over in the Middle East, uh, in Israel, uh, all the stuff that's going on there there's a lot of australian citizens that uh, are in israel at the moment uh, and we need to get them repatriated back here to australia and qantas has stepped up and is doing their best to, to get their aircraft in there they've had one flight out of there a second flight was due to go in but due to some uh, i think some security concerns they've decided not to but uh, that, uh, as we record this, now this is Sunday as we record this, um, and probably by the time this goes to air that second flight, uh, they're saying here, Qantas, it'll be an A380 this time. We'll have been in and out of Israel to take some more Australians
0: home. Yeah, and very interesting, as you spoke about beforehand, is uh, why is it Qantas doing this and not the Aussie Air Force, the RAF with their KC-30 yeah. tanker transports? But I am curious again- about that,
1: Grant. Oh, I would have thought that's something that our Air Force – was set up to do although I would grant you I guess um, they don't have
0: the seating capacity that a large airline can provide but not like an A380 but certainly uh, similar to a 787 but I'm sure that information will come out at some point and uh, it could also be because they just didn't have the uh, support ground crew and all that kind of stuff in the area to be able to operate.
1: Yeah, so for uh, any Australians who might be listening to this podcast and are wondering or Australian citizens that are worried about, uh, you know, some of their loved ones that might be trapped across there in Israel as that uh, pretty nasty-looking conflict uh, progresses, um, the advice there is to contact the Department of Foreign Affairs and Trade or DFAT. And, of course, the uh, number from within Australia is 1300 555 135. And uh, that's where you should register uh, all the details for all your loved ones. So uh, we really hope that goes well and people get home safely.
0: Yeah, that's good advice, Steve. And, of course, the interesting thing is that the A380 is actually doing London to Sydney via Singapore to get all the people back to Australia. They're actually using 787s. The first flight was a 787 from Israel to London, and the word is the second one will be the 787, not the A380 going into Israel and bringing people out on Tuesday. But uh, we'll see how that all pans out. It all depends on the security situation on the ground. Uh, don't really want to send a very expensive aircraft into uh, into a hot zone. No, we certainly don't want those crews to be at risk either. But uh, kudos
1: to those crews that are stepping up and uh, going into that. It must be a, a pretty, stressful, uh,
0: pretty stressful flight, those ones, I would imagine. Indeed. But hey, moving on to something a little less stressful perhaps, turns out that... Uh, Former Air New Zealand CEO is now Prime Minister of New Zealand.
1: Yeah, Grant, that is interesting that uh, Luxon has taken that uh, big step across, um, you know, popular in some circles, perhaps uh, as many CEOs from many companies are, perhaps not uh, popular in other circles, but uh, certainly a high-profile businessman in New Zealand uh, running, obviously, their national flag carrier, now moving across into politics, and he's taken a pretty convincing win there in the New Zealand election this weekend just gone. Um, That might be good news or bad news, depending on your point of view for New Zealand, but uh, Grand Air New Zealand are having some troubles of their own at the moment, Um, and a lot of that's due to the ever-changing and escalating price of fuel.
0: Yeah, that's right, mate. They, uh, They had their AGM, and they spoke about fiscal year 2023 going pretty well. But a uh, bit of concern for fiscal year 2024, the guidance is not brilliant, uh, mostly because fuel costs have risen 35% from July to September. And yeah, they've gone down by 10% just in the last week, but you know that was off a very high base. So they're saying, look, fuel prices, weakened Kiwi dollar. Plus also people not travelling as much now. They've done their retaliation on COVID international and domestic travel (laughs) and are settling down a bit. So, uh, Plus also they've got that ongoing Pratt & Whitney engine issue uh, that's going to keep a number of their aircraft from flying, make some issues for them, being able to maintain a good schedule. So we'll see what happens over the next few years.
1: And, of course, uh, one of the other interesting things is here, uh, Grant, there's people that are holding on to a lot of their uh, COVID travel credits and uh, Air New Zealand's Mm. trying to encourage people to use those credits up so they can, I guess, clear them off the books. But uh, as you mentioned, I mean, you know, inflation is taking its toll right around the world on a lot of economies and people, uh, I think, are holding on to their dollars and perhaps are not quite as uh, keen to travel just right now uh,
0: as perhaps they once were. 2022, 2023, that was a go. But uh, Air New Zealand did extend the lifespan of those COVID-related credits to continue the credit line uh, and give people out to the end of uh, January 2026 for travel through to the end of December 2026. So they joined Virgin and Qantas and others who have done that as well. Yeah,
1: interesting times over in New Zealand. Now, Grant, let's uh, quickly uh, do a couple of ones before we finish up here. An Australian man doing silly things on a scoot aircraft uh, just this week, uh, coming out of Singapore, headed for Perth, uh, mentioning silly things like, oh, there might be a bomb on board the aircraft. And of course, that aircraft was uh, turned around. (laughs) We should just say allegedly, because all these things are alleged at the moment, but uh, it was an Australian man that was let off the plane after that uh, scoot 787 returned to Singapore. Uh, escorted by a Singapore
0: Air Force F-15. Yeah, he got the uh, royal treatment when he arrived. Special people waiting for him, just for him. Escort him off the plane, all that really wonderful thing, except, oh, no, he's been uh, been charged with the offence of making false threats of terrorist acts and remanded in the Institute of Mental Health. Mm. So, mm, sounded really good for royalty, but, yeah, no. So, he could be in big
1: trouble. You know, I could think of uh, better places around the world to uh, be trying silly things like that. The Singaporeans, uh, they don't mess around when it comes to law and order, and there should be a bit more of that around. So uh, anyway, we'll (laughs) see what happens to that. Just quickly, Grant, the Australian Maritime Safety Authority is uh, doing a recruitment campaign. I just saw that this morning as I was uh, actually plowing through social media. So they're looking for all sorts of air crew, including Dash 8 captains and uh, also some uh, Challenger 604 captains, uh, pilots, so uh, engineers, mission crew, all that sort of stuff. We'll pop a link in the show notes to that. And finally, mm-hmm. Grant, um, some good friends of ours have been doing some good things in the aerobatic uh, championships, which were held
0: just recently at Narromine in New South Wales. That's right, mate, the Australian Aerobatic Championships. We uh, I caught up with the Paul Bennett Airshows team at Jamestown, South Australia, when I was doing commentary there. And uh, yeah, Paul Bennett won Australian freestyle champion. Glenn Graham won Australian unlimited champion. Jet Bennett, Paul's son, got the Australian intermediate championship and may potentially be the youngest pilot to ever win that. Uh, One of their ramp rats, Riley, uh, was second in the intermediate, and Sam won sportsman. So big clean out for the Paul Bennett Airshows team so congratulations to the guys
1: yes grant and I wonder if they were chased out of Naramome with pitchforks by all the locals no no that wouldn't have happened <laughs> no, no, no. No, no good on, uh, good on Paul Bennett air shows I mean gee, they are probably the only um, air show in a in a box type of operation if you like uh, here in Australia and they do a wonderful uh, well, they do wonderful work for air shows they, they get all around the countryside People can hire them and they'll take care of the whole thing, don't they? They, uh, you know, set the yep. whole thing up, uh, get the whole, get all the approvals done, and run the whole thing. And they, they put on a great display uh, on top of all of that. So, um, yeah, probably appropriate that the team gets out there and wins all those awards. So,
0: congratulations to uh, all the Paul Bennett Air Show team. Yeah, they're pretty bloody good pilots watching them uh, do their displays and everything. It's it's fascinating. So uh, always always great to catch up with those boys and not just in the pub, which is also a wonderful time. <laughs> uh, didn't have a lot of time to do that at the uh, at Jamestown. That was too busy running around.
1: Okay, absolutely. Fair enough. All right, well, that's everything we have for you on this Australia desk. Grant, we should just point out that uh, episode 143 or season two, episode 12, whatever you like, of Playing Crazy Down Under has just come out. I was a little bit delayed due to my uh, – well, I had a few – other things going on but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I tried I tried I
0: got ATC BNN we put all the recording together yeah we. But did. then I was in New Zealand and then I was in Jamestown and then I was off flying balloons and I'm so sorry people it was mostly my fault that it was delayed
1: anyhow that's
0: a uh, series of interviews that we collected
1: uh, in and around the uh, Pacific Air Show on the Gold Coast which was held back in late August Grant and I went up there and got some great content so I would really appreciate you uh, downloading that and having a listen but until the next time we meet uh, here on the Australian Australia Desk. I'm Steve Vischer. And I'm Grant McCarran. And uh, well, I'm very happy to be here. I'm, as I said, and we'll talk to you again soon.
0: Hey Steve, you got any more that morphine left? I could do with a mellow out. No, no, I'm keeping
1: it all to myself.